Hey there, welcome to First Five. If you're looking for encouragement, you came to the right place. Let's dive in. Well, today's a good day. It's it's a it's a day for miracles. And I don't say that in a prophetic sense or to be weird or anything like that. I just say that because you simply existing and breathing is a living miracle. I don't know if you knew this, but the odds of you being you just the way that you are, are 44 trillion to one. <laughs> like, like you just being alive, you just being present, you just being yourself, you just waking up this morning, perhaps just 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 clothed in your right mind, like you being able to think and process and feel like that's a blessing. And I pray that today you you have a heart of gratitude toward God for the simple things, for the simple things that we so often take for granted, for life, for breath, for for consciousness, for being, for presence. I, I pray that today is a day of gratitude to God for all the small things, yet the things that amount to so much in our lives. That's my prayer for you today. We're actually going to be taking some time to read through Mark 8, and um, I'm really excited about it because, you know, it's always fun to get to the New Testament and be able to read through the life of Jesus. But we're going to read through uh, a couple of instances where Jesus feeds the 4,000s, um, where, you know, the Pharisees are demanding uh, a miraculous sign, and then Jesus uh, has them, you know, warns the, warns the disciples about the yeast of the Pharisees and the king and just all of these different things, but I'm I'm really excited to read this to you. Mark 8. Let's get into it. About this time, another large crowd had gathered and the people ran out of food again. Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days and they have nothing left to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will faint along the way. For some of them have come a long distance. His disciples replied, how are we supposed to find enough food to feed them out here in the wilderness? Jesus asked, how much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they replied. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, thanked God for them, and broke them into pieces. He gave them to his disciples who distributed the bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found too. So Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to distribute them. They ate as much as they wanted. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were about 4,000 men in the crowd that day, and Jesus sent them home after they had eaten. Immediately after this, he got into a boat with his disciples and crossed over to the region of Damathana. Damanatha, excuse me. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived, they came and started to argue with him. Testing him, they demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. When he heard this, he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why do these people keep demanding a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, I will not give this generation any such sign. So he got back into the boat and left them, and he crossed to the other side of the lake. But the disciples had forgotten to bring any food. They had only one loaf of bread with them in the boat. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And this, at this they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. <laughs> Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, Why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftover, leftovers did you pick up afterwards? 
12, they said. And when I fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet, he asked them. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus. They begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Mm. And then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again and his eyes were open. His sight was completely restored and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away saying, don't go back into the village on your way home. Jesus and his disciples left Galilee and went up to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. As they were walking along, he asked them, who do people say I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you were one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Peter replied, you are the Messiah. But Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but three days later he would rise from the dead. As he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples, then reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, Satan, he said. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be a follower, be my follower. You must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father, the holy angels. There is so much in Mark 8. I want to encourage you. Go back. Maybe even rewind this. Listen to it again. Go back and pull out your Bible and read it while you're listening to this. I think there's so much encouragement to be found in this passage of Scripture. And my prayer for you today is that you are encouraged. You're encouraged by the miracles of Jesus. You're encouraged by the life and the ministry of Jesus. And that it gives you hope and it gives you faith and it gives you strength to carry through the difficulties of your day. I really hope this encouraged you today. We'll talk soon.